The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Network. I'm in Phoenix of living like it matters. What matters? Olympics. That's right, baby. We we going to the Olympics. Well, I'm not going to the Olympics, but of course, the United States of America is going to send uh, quite a few uh, young people over there. Uh, and I think Michael Phelps is a little old. Uh, I don't know if he's the oldest, but he's at least 31 years old. So uh, not everybody is is real young. Uh, but we're sending some experience and some great athletes over there to represent our country. And uh, it's a great time. And so uh, that's what matters to me is the Olympics. And, uh, I, you know, it's actually, and I'm going to tell my age here because, ooh, I'm going to go back to the 1976 Olympics. So that's going to kick us back ooh, a long time. Let's just say that. But I want to shout out to my man Phil Hubbard. Uh, Hub was a high school teammate of mine at Canton McKinley High School who went on to the University of Michigan. Uh, yeah, that school up north, I said it, but, but I'm, I'm paying honor uh, to my friend. Uh, but he came back with those, uh, from those Olympics, the 1976 Olympics, with a gold medal. And it was my first time ever in life. Uh, well, I take it back. It was my second time ever in life seeing a gold medal because in 1968, uh, when I was a, a little boy running around the YMCA, uh, there was an Olympic gold medalist, a boxer by the name of Ronnie Harris, who brought uh, back to Canton, Ohio, the first uh, gold medal that I ever saw. And Ronnie, of course, came to uh, my grade school at that time, was Wells, uh, patted me on the head. I had lied to everybody and told him he was my cousin. <laughs> and he uh, patted me on the head, made me feel good. And uh, I was special on that day and uh, just continued to feel good about knowing an Olympic gold medalist and then to say that one of them was my teammate, one of the proudest moments of my life, uh, to see Phil Hubbard win that gold medal. And today is another proud moment because uh, I get a chance to uh, sit in the studio and speak with the father of someone who hopes to bring a gold medal back to this country and certainly to his family. And that young man will be Devin Allen and his dad, Lewis Allen, is here in the studios with me today. Lewis, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Ray. How are you? Man, I, I'm, I'm doing great. Like I said, it, it's a special moment. Sometimes I think people, here's what I want to say about the athletic experience and, and the celebrity experience, period, is I appreciate the fact that it gives you a platform uh, and, and it raises the expectations of what you can contribute to your society. But there is times where the people need to get a chance to embrace what they've accomplished in, in that 
in that sphere of, of something that's something special, that's different, that's, that's unique, and that not everybody gets a chance to, to achieve and experience that. And, and that is something where you're asked to be humble, uh, but I'm going to let you know today, man, I don't want you to be humble. I, I, want, you to be ex- I want you to be as excited about your son uh, and, and the opportunity that he has as those people out there that are fans, because sometimes the athlete has to be humble and he and he has to be a role model and he has to show people, you know, act like you've been there before. Well, hell, he hasn't been there before. <laughs> you know, they, they say that many times about, you know, act like you've been there before. I haven't been there before and they haven't been there and you haven't had this experience ever before. And it is so special. And I, and I know everybody wants you to be humble, but I want you to know, Lou, I, man, I am so happy for you. And, and this has got to be one of the most exciting moments of your life other than your children being born and, and, and of course, you, you getting married. But this has got to be something special to you. It sure is, Ray. It's the most exciting uh, thing that's ever happened to me in my life, I think. Um, you know, to, to see my son uh, work as hard as he's worked over the years with this dream in mind and uh, finally be at the, you know, just days away from experiencing it. And uh, being his father me being able to be there and, and witness it myself. And we're really excited as a family to be able to go over there and, and, and watch him perform and bring home a gold medal. And I, I'm so happy for you guys. And, and, and it's one thing about it. You know, there, there's a special connection with the community. There are people that are closer to this than others. And, and those people are really excited too. And I know you got to be so, so excited for those folks. And so what I want to do is I I just want to, I want to, you know, travel back and then bring us up to today of of where we are. And so traveling back, you know, the early years of of life, just, you know, raising a kid that you just think he's just, he's just one of the kids. He he wanted those little bad boys running around you smacking on the head or smacking on the butt or say, get in the house or something like that. You know, but but, but what was it like just as you, as you saw your children and in particular, you saw Devin growing up, what was it? Is there anything special? What, anything you remember about his early childhood years? Well, you know, the, the first thing Ray is, is uh, Carissa and, and Devin were born to about two and a half months pre- premature. Wow. So they were... And by the way, what you're saying is you got twins. Right. Right. And, and they were, and you know, so they were underweight, undersized. Um, they had some breathing issues early. So the fact as a parent, um, you know, we were just wondering, you know, if they were going to survive, you know, how they were going to grow up, you know, whether they were going to have some special, you know, issues or, or whatever growing up. So, um, you know, after they were three or four years old, you know, we found out that they're they're just like every you know, like most of the other children, just wow. regular children that like to go out and play and run around and do all those kind of things. Um, we one of the first experiences I think about when uh, when they were small children was is I had one of the neighbor kids knock on the door and said, "Mr. Allen, can Devin come out and play football with us?" And Devin was probably about five years old at the time, and this kid was probably nine, ten, maybe eleven years old. And I'm like, "Well, that's a lot I don't of difference." I yeah. said, "I'm like, man, I don't know about this because you know, I mean, he's a five year old kid, and I didn't, I'm not going to send him out there to to get hurt." And he's like, "Well, Mr. Allen, he plays with us, you know, when you're at work, and he he, he you know, he's pretty good." So I said. Okay, I'm going to let you go. So I let him go outside, and I didn't say anything to anybody. I snuck outside and kind of watched him, and and I watched him run around and run with the ball and and do different things. I was like, well, you know, this is kind of odd for a five-year-old kid to be this athletic. But I I, I figured this was because he runs around with the neighborhood kids. So 
Um, about a day or two later, they say, hey, Mr. Allen, you know, they have a five-year-old team. You know, Devin wants to play. And so we went down there and we looked and I talked to the coach. And I looked at the coach and he seemed like he was teaching the kids fundamental football. And I said, well, we'll give it a shot. You know, I thought it was kind of early. Uh, my, I myself, I played uh, youth football, but I didn't play until I was maybe eight or nine. Yeah, we didn't play that early. We and, didn't play at five. You're and, right. And so he, he went out there. Coach had him out there doing his thing. So they had the Jamaree in about two weeks later. Well, the quarterback hands off the hands the ball to a, a running back, and the running back drops the ball. Devin scoops the ball up, cuts down the sideline, gives gives a couple of kids a little stop and go move, and they run by him, and he cuts back and he scores a touchdown. Very first time he touched the ball, and I was like, uh, I don't want to be one of these parents and be you know see my kids through our our parents' goggles. But I said, that's not just something that anybody does. That was spe- that looked and, special to you. It was special to me, and I just said, you know what? I got a feeling that if if he has the drive and he wants to learn how to, you know, play the game and, and, and condition himself, he might be a decent athlete one day. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, Lewis, because there are a lot of people out there. It's just like everything else in, in life, and I, and I like to tell people, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. You know, there are certain characteristics that you might see that sometimes we might need to pick pick up on those characteristics, you know, whether they're good or bad. And and I want to give a little shout out to my friend Harvey Armstrong because God bless him. Uh, he had an incident with with his nephew who actually took the life of his of his mother and father out there. And he, I think it was in Texas. And Harvey and I played together yeah. with the Eagles. Uh, but 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 sometimes their characteristics, whether they're good or bad. Their little insight and little perspective as to what could possibly happen later on in life. So you saying, and I tell people this too, when you see exceptional athletes, they show you exceptional talent. And like you said, that was the first time he picked that ball up and you were like, hmm, that was something special the way he did that. Now you've seen talent. Right. So you know talent. And like you said, not through the lens of a parent that wants to live his life vicariously through their child, but you picked up on that character. It was like, hmm, yeah. that, that could be something. If he, if he loves it, there could be something special there. So as, he, so as time went on, um, did he continue to want to play? Because we're talking about football now. We're not even talking about but he, But what he demonstrated was a, an exceptional speed that you saw that right. day too, right? Right. And, and that was a big part of it is, is the fact that he was really excited about doing it. He listened to the coach. Um, you know, he worked hard at practice. All the things that you want, want kids to do without being in their ear all the time. And then, um, you know, the kids were starting to go to, to – uh, the Boys and Girls Club during the day because, you know, me and their mom were at work during the day. And so one of the, the girls that was a volunteer or, or that worked at the Boys and Girls Club sent a note home with Devin one day and says, hey, you know, my dad coaches a track club here in Phoenix. Um, you know, I think Devin would be really good. Devin and Chris would be really good at, at track and field. Maybe they want, want to try it. Well, at the time, um, that was the time Devin had just finished playing baseball uh, was playing for a baseball team and their season had finished. And he's like, well, dad, I don't know if I want really want to play baseball anymore. It's kind of a, a slow game. So he told me about the track club and I took him out and they went to a practice and um, they enjoyed it. The good thing I liked about it was though, is that um, over the, the 
few years before that, Devin was always the fastest, most athletic kid. Well, these kids that he was running track with on his track club that he was on, were some of them were bigger, faster, at the same age, some of them more athletic. And so what it, what it did was is it actually, he wanted, he was, he's a really obviously a competitor. And it, what it did was it made him work even harder to be a, a better athlete. I yeah, mean, it, even to the point to where, um, believe it or not, man, at about nine years old, sometimes he'd wake me up on Saturday to, to go over to the, the nearest high school track to to, to do um, what they call sprint ladders. No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe you. I'm, I'm going to believe because, that, that, again, that's one of those characteristics of the exceptional athlete. That's not just somebody who's playing around. This is the exceptional athlete, and he demonstrates various characteristics that lets you know that this is somebody special. And, and we obviously got somebody special here when you're talking about him waking you up to make sure you can take him someplace only because he can't take himself. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back because that that, ex, that exceptional talent that he showed at a young age, obviously, like I said, it lets you know what we could expect in the future, and, and we want to talk a little bit more about the future. You're listening to Rail to Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Form or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me? Olympics, baby. Going to the Olympics, we, I mean the United States of America, and one of those individuals is going to be there. I, I got a couple people that I got a distance relationship with, but a very strong relationship uh, with my man, Lewis Allen, who he and I, I can say this, attended The Ohio State University back in our day. Uh, his son is a, uh, a sprinter at the University of Oregon, a uh, hurdler, and, uh, and also a star wide receiver on the football team. So much for those people who think you need to focus on one sport. But we won't go there yet. Uh, we're going to talk about some more about uh, Devin. And, uh, and so, Lewis, before we went to the break, you know, we, we, we were talking about, you know, this exceptional kid who not only shows exceptional talent at such a young age, but there's some, some other characteristics of the exceptional athlete that is starting to appear. And that is his desire, like Kevin Hart says, 
everybody, everybody wants to be famous, but nobody wants to put in the work. Here's a young man who's knocking on the door, get dad up in the morning because he wants to go put in the work. Now, where did that come from? Now, let me ask you this. You know, I, I don't remember this part, but the athletic talent, the proudness that's there, that come from your side of the family or his mother? Or where, is this something that's, that's special that you just see and you want to support? Well, Ray, I think it uh, probably comes from my side of the family. We, all of us have been, are, you know, been former athletes, pretty good athletes. Um, I think also that um, uh, I guess a lot of what might have came uh, to him or, or f- for him was uh, seeing his dad going out there every morning grinding. You know, even there even you know. on days where he didn't feel so good, you know, knowing that in order to, to uh, take care of his family, you know, he needed to maybe sometimes work two jobs, you know, work 12 hours a day, whatever. And I think a lot of that has to do with the what he saw. And, and he and, understood and, that he needed to, I mean, that's what he needed to do to get better. And, and that's what people sometimes don't understand is that children do watch. They see what you do. And, and, and you're sending a message to them one way or the other because the results of what you were doing, uh, you know, the, the benefits of that was the well, that was necessary to take care of your family. But you put in the work to take care of your family. And so now he's thinking, mm, okay, well, maybe in order for me to be the best at this at this track thing, I, I got to put in some work. And he actually was getting up and going to do these drills. Did, at this time, is there somebody out there with him, or where did he pick up these drills that, that you recall seeing him doing? Well, you know, actually what I did was is I attended a lot of his track practices and actually asked, asked the track coach, I said, are there some things that Devin can do to help him in relation to his conditioning and his speed and some of those kind of things? So a gentleman named Sebastian Anupanuka, Wow. Um, which is uh, a, a, a very talented, talented coach here in local local coach that uh, gave me some insight and gave me some instruction on how and what to do. And so basically what I tried to do is I just tried to follow his instruction, in, uh, you know, when we weren't there at track practice. I do know that um, the the drive part is, is I think that's just inherent to – you know who Devin is. I mean, he's always been a driven kid. He, you know, he's driven academically. He's driv- driven athletically. He doesn't like to lose anything. I mean, if you and I were playing the paper football game <laughs> with him, he would he he'd be win. mad. Yeah, he'd be mad if we if we lost. There you go. I mean, if he lost. So, um, with that being said, I think that's a big part of it. The other thing is, is I I wanted to say this, Ray, is that I wanted want to make sure that I let everyone that's out here listening to today to understand that I coached my kids um, a big portion of their life, but I also understood as a parent and even as a former athlete that I couldn't teach my kids everything they needed to know. So I would reach out to um, a lot of the local coaches here that uh, were doing the different sports and those kind of things, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of those people. I, I would say the names, but I don't want to inadvertently miss them, <laughs> leave anybody out well, and, that, that, and offend that's okay. them. And, that, and that's understood, you know, and that's understood. And I think that's one thing that athletes um, are very good at is, is recognizing the fact that, hey, uh, you can be very talented, but you need to have some good coaching, too. Right. So I appreciate the fact that you're putting that out there. And in case any of those coaches might be listening or anybody who might be listening who might want to make a comment or two, feel free to call in 888 888- 
346-9144. So let, let, let's fast forward. You know, let's go from, from that, you know, those young years of life, you know, to high school now. You know, high school now where it's obviously, at least going into the freshman year, you've had a chance of, to watch him grow. He's competed. But, you know, when you get to high school now, High school is completely different because when you get into high school, you know that these young men are one day going to be playing in, in college. And so it's important to know that when you go to high school that you can compete in a level because it could change your whole life now because of nothing else, just going to college and getting that education. So Devin now is this esteemed athlete at a younger level, at the junior high level. Now he's going into high school. What kind of size does he have? What kind of confidence and ability is he showing you at this time now? Well, you know, when Devin, uh, basically when Devin went to high, uh, just was going to begin high school, had a little bit of growth spurt, and he probably was about, oh, I'd say 5'8", maybe 5'9", and he weighed about 155 pounds. Um, we talked about kind of stuff that happened before, but one of the things I, I want to do for a second is just back up just a little bit. Um, one of the things with youth football, um, Devin was given the opportunity to work hard as an athlete and be selected for an all-star team, which actually played down in Florida against kids from all over the country. Mm. So I think the, the exposure. It, exposure and having the opportunity to play against kids from all over the country gave Devin and myself an understanding exactly where Devin was athletically and whether he could compete at a high level or not. And he I did think, extremely well at that also. Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes that's important for some kids uh, because what happens is, and particularly with this generation of kids, is they now are competing with people outside of, you know, where they grew up at. And it, it, it's a thing, whereas when I was younger, when we were younger, uh, we knew the schools in our state that, that had the reputation of developing good athletes. And you knew if you could play there, then you could play just about anywhere. And a lot of times uh, with us, you know, again, thinking our state is a better state, that we got the better athletes, we're developing better athletes. But now things have changed a little bit. They want to see these kids compete against each other at a younger age. And, and that's what your son got a chance to experience, is to actually compete against other people from different parts of the country at a younger age. So that took him into high school, you think, with a, with a bit more confidence? Then? Well, I, I know he came in with a lot more confidence, even – you know, even that we thought he'd have. And along with the fact is, is that some of his teammates that came over there with him were kids that were um, had the opportunity to play in these all-star games also. So everybody kind of had, without having a better word for it, a kind of a swagger. Mm -hmm. And so what it is, what they did basically was is they kind of helped their teammates. They said, hey, come on, we can play. We can so play with Devin, anybody. Did Devin come into high school, into Brophy his freshman year? Yes, sir. And, and, and again, now we're talking about an esteemed program here right. in, in Arizona. You talk about Brophy, one of the better programs in the state, and which also, you know, says they can compete around the country. So so Devin now, Devin comes in as a freshman, as the star athlete, would you say, on that on that freshman team? Or is he playing, is, have they moved him up, to, considered moving him up yet? Well, they had some, they had a couple of, of young men that are local kids here that were really good players that um, um, so they had a they had a really good team I mean they had a probably I'd say seven or eight kids that were freshmen that could that could played for any city in the state uh, any team in the state and maybe maybe even played as freshmen now as far as that's concerned um, Devin and some of these in, uh, individual kids got moved up as freshmen 
and, uh, and some talking, of them got opportunities we're talking, to we're play. football. Varsity football. Varsity football. Right. Even though he's got this exceptional, you know, track talent that we know of too. Right. And 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 again, now that he's in high school, he's getting a chance to participate and excel at both of them. He hasn't dropped one or the other. He's still doing them both. That's right. And and then as far as so fast forward into track. You know, as a freshman, uh, Rofi had a reputation of being, like you said, a, a very top-notch school, very good in athletics, very good in a- academics. And Devin and uh, Devin actually led his led their track team to their first uh, state championship ever in 2011. Wow! By you know scoring points, he he didn't win. He didn't win individual championships, but what he did was, is you know, he get a second place in this, and he get a third place in this, and he get, you know, uh, uh, they get a second place in a relay or something like that. And that so was over general- at Mesa Community College. That's correct. I remember. So that. what he did was, is he helped generate points for his team, and they won their first state championship. Well, um, you know, fast forward, they had a, a year in between, but in 2013, his senior year. Um, he ended up winning. Uh, he ended up uh, helping his team win a, another state championship with uh, what he what he get three individual state championships and one second place. Wow! He got a, like a second place in the I think it was a hundred meter dash or something. And so um, you know, just the idea. And we had people at that time were saying, "Oh, well, you know, Devin's got to make a choice." And I just asked the parent. I said. Why does he have to make a choice? So these, are these are these, are you getting pressure from parents to do this or from coaches to do this? You know, more so parents, but I'm almost thinking that maybe at the time they were acting as agents for the coach. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just being honest. Are they being uh, they agents for the coach at at Brophy or yeah. agents for coaches in college? Well, I think agents for coaches at Brophy. Okay. I think I think they're they're. But you got was, but you got a son that's excelling at both. He's uh, winning championships. What what the, what else can he do? Well, I think it goes back to what you said. You before. can only get first place but i think it goes back to what you said before is the fact that some of these coaches that believe it or not there's some football coaches that think the only sport in the world is football there's some track and field coaches that think the only sport in the world is track and field so the fact that um the coaches themselves don't see the value in in partnering is kind of it, it befuddles me. Um, just to give you an example of the exception to that is a, is Chandler High School. Chandler High School, they do an excellent job at getting their track and field athlete, young men and young women, track and field athletes and football players to, if, if they have the talent, the skill, or the desire to do both, they, they're allowed to do both. Well, that, and, let me, and you just said something, and I, I want to hold you okay. there for a second, because they got open enrollment here in Arizona. Correct. So coming in with an exceptional athlete going in uh, back in Ohio, we didn't really do recruiting. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that decision to go to Brophy instead of Chandler or Hamilton, I'll say those three, pro, those, you know, that's three programs, Brophy, Chandler, and Hamilton. How'd you guys decide that? Well, that, it was a, it was a, more of a academic decision. And the reason why is, is my background is engineering. And so I, I, my children understood at an early age that the value that we as a family put in education. And I just felt that if there was something that were ever to happen that he would decide that he maybe wasn't having fun in sports anymore, that he would be, um, he would be capable academically to basically go anywhere in the country. And I think that that idea and that thought was a great um, plan for our family because Devin, you know, Devin got, he got, uh, he got um, recruited by every major college in the country. Mm. 
and you know the Stanfords and the you know and the Holy Crosses and the Browns and the Cornells, and the Ohio State, the University Ohio too. State <laughs> University, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you know that to be able to have a choice because you know that you're academ- academically you can compete and athletically you can compete, I think was a, a perfect situation for our family. Well, that's good. And, and it certainly has been, it's been paying off. It's been paying dividends. And I, I'm so happy that you guys have, have made these decisions that have uh, brought benefits uh, in, in terms of emotional. And then also not just emotional because he's having so much success and he continues to stay, uh, I mean, to have success. But but it's, it's been good uh, for everybody. It's been good. It's been great for Brophy, the high school, the fact that this is an alum of the university. It's been great for the University of Oregon. The fact that they've got, you know, again, a scholar athlete who is there competing, representing their school. And and I just hope, you, you mentioned the word fun. I just hope that Devin is having fun because there's a lot of pressure that's on him. You know, he, he represents us and we don't want anything but gold, but we'll, we'll take whatever he gets. But but we do know the pressure. But this is a young man who, who plays football at, at one of the top programs in, in the country as well as running track. So what, what, what we're going to do is, um, and I just wish we could keep going, keep going, but but we're not going to keep going. We're going to take a break here and we're going to come back and, and, and then we're going to talk a little bit about this experience at, at Oregon now as a okay. person who basically is playing two sports. And this is a young man who is a, 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 a great student as well. So that, he's doing three jobs in, in one, you know. And those people who are not athletes in school, uh, sometimes I think they look at student athletes as, you know, uh, somebody who is he's just here on a scholarship. But uh, we're going to share some light on that, too. So we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Here with my friend. Uh, it, it's always nice to say friend. I'm here with my friend now, uh, Lewis Allen. We're talking about his son, Devin Allen. 
um, the superstar athlete, student athlete at the University of Oregon. That hurts me every time I say that, uh, but that's okay because uh, I'm going to cheer for him uh, in every game he plays. I don't care if he's playing against the Ohio State University. I'm going to cheer for that. I just don't want them to win the game. I got to be honest. I got to keep it real, you know, so, uh, but I'm here with my friend, and I'm just excited for him. I'm elated. All those folks back in Ohio, uh, we know y'all listening. I appreciate you guys listening in, uh, 888-346-9144. If you want to call in, you probably ain't seen Lewis in a while. When's the last time you've been back to Ohio, by the way? Man, it's probably been, uh, shoot. Probably about 13, 14 Okay, that's years. good. See, I've been back yeah. I've been back since he has, guys. So don't just be mad at me. Be mad, <laughs> be mad at Lewis. But uh, listen, let's talk a little bit now about uh, the experience of being a, a college athlete. Because, again, you know, this whole thing about being an athlete is, is just, it's just special. And, and the family gets a chance to participate in it. And, and then the families are, are treated special. Many times there's people who will say, well, you know, uh, they're just regular people. You don't, you, you don't want to treat them special. They're just, no. When I meet a doctor, he's just a, he's a human being just like me. But I got a tremendous amount of respect for the amount of work and dedication that man did to put in to become what he is yeah. in his profession. And, and once these young student athletes reach it to this level of success, there's something. They are human, but they're special. And they deserve a certain type of just respect because of what they did. These people, you're talking about a young man. You just mentioned it before we went to break. He plays football and runs track, and he's a student. Now, you've got some people on campus that are just students and are struggling. Right. He's doing two sports and excelling at both sports, number two in the world, and he, he, he plays for a great football program. Is it too much on your son? Do you ever look at him and say, how does he do it? You know, I think the most important thing is time management and understanding what you have to do for time in, in relation to time management. I know that I spoke to him yesterday, and we talked about the fact that he didn't take a class um, this past semester. In the summer. In the summer. Mm-hmm. And he said, Dad, he says, you know, I wish I'd have taken one now. And I said, well, why is that, Devin? He says, because they have too much idle time. I said, well, Devin, I said, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're going to, to, to football meetings, you're lifting, you're doing all your track workouts, you're having, you know, press conferences, you're running in the U.S. trials, all this stuff. He says, but dad, he says, you don't understand, you know, I'm used to doing all the extra stuff. So with, so for him, it's really not a big deal. This is normal. He's accustomed to it. He's accustomed to it because that's kind of the way he's been since you know, maybe a little bit before high school, but I know when, definitely in high school that one of the things that in going to a school like Profi teaches a young man is it, te- it teaches them time management because there's a lot, the, the level of expectation is extremely high. So in order for you to be successful in the classroom, you have to be able to manage your time. You have to be able to uh, know how to take a test. You, ne- you have to know how to, to study for a test. A lot of kids aren't really given, aren't really taught that skill. And there is a skill in that. I will tell you this, it, it, when you say that, and, and I, I look at my daughter, who, um, who is a college student as well, and one thing I mentioned Kevin Hart here a few minutes ago in the show, and I said Kevin Hart's quote from his stand-up is, everybody wants to be famous, but nobody wants to put in the work. I feel the same way about students. My daughter showed me what a 4.0 student, how they work. She puts in the work. 
and they know how to manage the time. And, and sometimes people aren't taught how to be students. I agree with you. There is a system of way of which you can teach a student to be a better student. And if somebody knows how, like, well, a lot of times they do it for the SATs. They teach them how to take the test. Right. You know, we teach them how to take everything. Teach them how to learn everything. And and so that, that's extremely important. And so I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because, again, the focus is just not on just on his athletic proudness, but it's also on the, the entire development of, of this young man and, and his day being you know, he's got a little bit of time, and it's probably just a couple hours. It ain't a lot of hours, but it's still, it's open space, and there's nothing there that he can put in there to fulfill that space. So I'm sure you're probably telling him, well, Devin, you probably need some rest. Is well, that something you're that, trying to express a, to him? That's exactly what, I, what, I, what I've said to him. And it's really kind of funny because there, I didn't realize that I was doing it until last semester, but, uh, but just about at the end of the semester when I know it's finals time, I'll call him and say, hey, man, how you doing? And I'll say just that. I'll say, hey, man, how you doing? And the first thing he says to me, he doesn't say, oh, dad, my legs are sore. Oh, I feel good. You know, I ran a, you know, we ran 40s. I ran a 427, you know, this, that. What he says to me is, dad, uh, get, I got a 4.1 GPA this quarter. <laughs> That's what he says. Or dad, go. I got a 3.9. I said, well, why not a 4.0? Oh, well, dad, I, I got a, I ended up getting a B in, a, in my final for this lab. And and I mean, how can how can you get mad at that? And and you can't. But you again, you are you are setting the standards for your son. Again, another experience that I had. Somebody is is, is trying to uh, lay out uh, what things will be like for my daughter in school. Says to her, "Well, let's sh- this class let's shoot for a B." And I'm sitting there. Hold on, can you get an A in that class? Okay, well let's shoot for an A. Because if you shoot for an A and you don't get it, you get a B. But if you shoot for a B and you don't get it, you get a C. Right. So I'm glad you're raising the bar for your son. That, that's a great example you just gave there. You, you said, why not, to, you know, why not the four point? And, and that's good. So, so let's go back if we will. So he's now you know, saying, Dad, I wish I would have taken this class. But he didn't get a chance to take the class. But, but what he did uh, this summer is uh, he did something special. But I heard you mention football. So at the same time that Devin's doing and preparing to get ready to go to the Olympic trials uh, of which he was successful at he was also working out and getting prepared for for football next season too well, is he, he still spending some time doing that well he's yes and 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 what I mean by that is is he's doing you know they they always have their position meetings so they're always talking about different things they're talking about plays they all always have their you know where they're lifting you know so those kind of things he's actively participating in. And they're, those are what his football right. teammates. And and they're freshmen, freshman receivers or transfers that don't know the system, that he's um without with taking word from Coach Lubick, mm-hmm. you know, he's coaching he's coaching his teammates. Mm-hmm. So so he's actively involved. I mean he's he's not getting hit. He's not running routes. You know, he's not doing those things in relation to practice, but he is participating in all the activities that they have as a team, all the meetings that they have in his position, and then he's doing all of his workouts for track. He's doing, you know, when he was in school, he's doing all his homework, he's doing all his studies. So, you know, it's not a whole lot that he wasn't doing. And, and this is a young man, if, if I, well, you know, I know it clearly because you and I are sitting at the airport looking at each other, getting ready to get on the plane. Uh, this is a man who is recovering from an ACL from last year. How many, how many months yeah. ago was it? It's, uh, you know, I don't know what the time was now, but it was 
was in a Rose Bowl game, so it was January the what the second or something, mm. two thousand fifteen. But now wait, was it the Rose Bowl? Because he didn't it play. Was a, he, he, it didn't, was in Rose Bowl. He, he didn't play in the national championship game. No, he either. did not. Right, right. No, so he toured in the he toured in the opening kickoff. Um, saw opening, saw the sideline, was scoring. He told me, you know, hey dad, I, in my mind I was already in the end, right. end zone. I planted, and the knee just knee wow. just went. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so, so think about. See, that's something right there that many people don't even talk about. That. So here's a young man that in the last two years has had ACL, just one total, ACL. total, total reconstruction, total reconstruction, and been able to fight his way back. And and wow, what was that like mentally? Just trying to fight through that. Was there were there some down moments? Oh yeah, there was definitely some down moments. I can remember calling him or him calling me, and you know I could tell in the vo- in his voice that he was feeling kind of. Def- defeated or you know maybe to the point to where he's like you know I don't know if it's worth it and I would just tell him hey when you say worth it what was he when he's the worth was it was it uh, a comment towards a particular sport or was it just being participating in athletics I think it's participating in athletics so 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 that so in other words his rehabilitation was pretty difficult and and it's and I know it was because um there were days that were better than others and I can tell you know as a parent you can tell in your children's voice when they're having a good day or when they're having a bad day but then the days that he would have bad days I would get a follow-up call from the head trainer and would say hey Lewis I have to tell you um Devin did really well today but it was real it was a really tough one you know, uh, it's really, really tough. Does so we're going to take him back up. Does he give credit to that trainer? Because they, oh, they, yeah. they had to, they must have pushed him. Oh, yeah. And and along with the fact is, is that they, you know, I, I don't want to pump him up, but I do want to pump him up. I think the University of Oregon does an excellent job in listening to their athletes and working with their athletes and trying to help their athletes get better. Mm. I, I really do. And, you know, what I heard from them is, is, hey, we're not going to do anything to hurt Devin. We're not. We don't have him on a, a projected schedule. We're just trying to get Devin healthy. Well, I, I think that's important nowadays. Uh, again, when you when you have an exceptional athlete, and again, this is the exception because again, he he is an all star in two sports, and and they know that Devin because I, I you and I have talked about this that. You know, he struggles sometimes, I think, as to what his favorite sport might be, yeah. you know, and, and where he, his long-term f- focus might be. And, and so one doesn't want to push him that's going to push him away from their sport. And so I, I'm curious as to was that a, was that a, a cold decision uh, by both sports to take the time in his rehabilitation? Oh, yeah. Or was somebody trying to get him ready for their sport and the other one trying to get him ready for their sport? No, I, I think that I think in, in Devin's mind he had a schedule because he talked to me about what he thought it would be. But I think between football and track, they communicated really well. Um, they have a they have, actually have their uh, um, their conditioning guy, Coach Rad, that it, it works with track and with football. And so he understands what an athlete needs to do to get prepared to be for this season or for that season. And he just worked with Devin on trying to become, to get healthy. And they had a goal. Um, I don't know that they met the goal because he didn't get to, he didn't run track at all last year. And I think that was a a smart decision. Um, He did play some of the football season this past year. And there were times that, you know, when he ran down the field, he looked like the Devin that I that I know. And then there's some times that he looked like it that you know he was struggling in relation to you know being able to go side to side or or do some things that you know he normally would be able to do. Yeah. So I think that 
I don't think they brought him out there too fast. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, he, he looked good when I saw him. And, uh, of course, now uh, that the track season's here, he's, he's exceptional in, uh, in everything that he's doing. So what we're going to do, we're going to take another break. Actually, this is our last break, and we're going to come back. And when we come back, we're we going to Brazil. <laughs> we are leaving here, and, and we're going to talk about what it's really like and that experience uh, that you're about to experience uh, and like people say, act like you've been there before. I don't know if you've been there no, before, I but been I haven't there been there before. before. So we're going to talk about what it's going to be like. Okay, we'll be right back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. We're back. You hear that music? You know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. The Olympics. Uh, not since 1976 have I been so excited about the Olympics. It's always something special for for the country and and for the world. But uh, when you have uh, you know friends that are participating, it makes it something special. And so uh, my friend, who's in the studio with me today, uh, former uh, college uh, friend of mine as well is, of course, uh, Lewis Allen. We're talking about his son, the exceptional Devin Allen. So, uh, Lewis, you're going to Brazil to watch your son uh, participate um, as, as, a, as an Olympic athlete. And, and I, I just got to say to you, because, you know, as I said earlier in the show, they say, act like you've been there before. Like you said, you've never been there before. Uh, what? Just kind of give us some idea of emotionally. You know, how are you feeling about this whole, you know, getting ready to preparation? And you say Devin's on a plane right now? Yeah, Devin, Devin uh, actually left Eugene this morning, and he's in, should be in Houston now. They do all their little orientation and all the stuff that they do, and then they get him on a plane and they go to Rio. Now, he's so, the only, he's the only, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only Olympic athlete from the University of Oregon, am I right? Um, the male, male athletes. Yeah, okay. they, they got to actually have a couple of young ladies, uh, Deja Stevens and Ariana Washington um, made the team. And then there's some guys that are former 
uh, Oregon athletes that, that are gonna, made that but, made the But he Olympics. was actually Devin left campus to go. Am correct, I correct? And correct. so okay, so 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 he's done that, and uh, and 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 he's expected to arrive in Brazil when we're thinking probably at the latest tomorrow. And what's the schedule going to be like them in terms of getting there before he actually takes the track for the first time? Well, the, he doesn't run in uh, the prelims until the fifteenth of August. Okay, so they're going to be there for. Oh, probably close to ten or eleven days before he actually is is doing that. They're, they'll do opening ceremony on the fifth, which is Friday, obviously. and then that'll you know that obviously that's televised all over the world. So I'm excited about seeing that. I'm and you'll still you'll still be here, right? I'll still be here. Okay. I don't. We're not leaving until you're, the thirteenth of August. But you're going to DVR that. But we we will DVR <laughs> it. You can that you can guarantee. Yes. Yes. Um, and one of the things that I, I I have to share with you, Ray, is is that. I'll call Devin and I'll say, hey, Devin. He said, yeah, Dad. I said, we're going to Rio. Wow. Wow. Is, has he pinched himself yet? Because I know he's <laughs> I, hugged you. I don't that's know, probably man. One, I mean, that's probably one of the greatest hugs. You know, again, that's, you know, what do you do in life that, that, that stirs up the kind of emotions that sports does? When, when I saw it, for those of you out there who are listening that, that are friends and family and fans and all that, and, and to see this picture of these, uh, one of, of a father and a son, the embracing that was on Facebook, man, that, that, that was just something that was just so special. And, and, and now... You're going to Brazil, and it's woo. Now you, you, you listen. You've got still gives me chill. Yeah, you got it. Now, now let me ask you something. They, they say that twins sometimes feel each other. They they just got this special thing about them, and and not no disrespect her because she's an athlete too. Oh yeah, yeah. How is how's your how's your oh, daughter feeling about her she, twin brother? She's loving it. It's like she's it's like she's uh it's her. she's running it herself. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's she you know, we talked uh I think it was Saturday or Sunday and she's like, Dad, she's like, I can't believe it. So all those years we talked about him going. When did to you the when did you okay, when when did you finally start thinking about there's a possibility that we have an athlete here that could be an Olympic athlete. When did you guys really start thinking about that? Um, I think it's his eighth grade year. Is and, that right? And, and the reason why I say that is because they're, um, my, Devin ran with uh, some local kids here for the Arizona Rising Suns Track Club. And they had a four-by-four four relay. They won the state and they won the region. But when we went to the national championships, the Arizona Rising Suns were, weren't even – in the top 32 teams in the country. Mm. And we ran in the prelims and got the last spot. Wow. Okay. So they got the last spot in the prelims. They had teams like uh, Track Houston and the LA Jets and, and SoCal Running Cougars, who are all these programs to where these track clubs are almost all-star teams because they get kids from all over their, all over their city that specifically come and run for their, their club. Even though... You know, Rising Suns are one club of several clubs in the mm -hmm. Phoenix, Arizona area. Well, the long and the short of it is, is they're running in four by four relay. They, um, um, the Devin's the anchor. Devin gets the baton seventh out of like eight. Wow. Okay. Runs, uh, runs his leg. Um, runs runs down everybody except the guy from SoCal Running Cougar that beats him by three meters at the line. Wow. They end up getting a, a runner-up, national runner-up for a team that wasn't even expected to even be in, to even make the finals. Wow. 
and and I knew then I was like uh, uh, actually a local coach here, um, uh, Muhammad Oliver, uh, was sitting in the stands with me, and he's like Lewis. He's like Devin ran a forty-seven split as a fifteen-year-old. Wow. And we're thinking, wow, you know, he's running. Well, actually, it was a fourteen-year-old. So we're thinking, my gosh, this is this is incredibly fast. But that's another example so, of that exceptional talent that you so, see. So. At that point, I was like, you know, Devin's been saying to me for three, four years now, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm going to run in the Olympics one day. And I was thinking, you know what? He just might. Wow. And, and, and again, I, I go back and we said, and that's why I wanted to bring that to the attention again. Sometimes these, the parents need to realize that you, you, nobody has to tell you. you. You can see it. You can spot it. It's hard to hide. In fact, you can't hide it. When you see exceptional talent, and that's what you need. Somebody called me, and, and I think I told you this, and wanted me to, to take a look at somebody on film uh, and then wanted me to go watch a game of a guy playing that they thought play, could play professional football. Listen, if somebody is an exceptional athlete, there's going to be an exceptional display of talent. You said your son ran down seven of those or, or six of those seven people in the race because he, he and the other guy were one and two. That's exceptional. It looks exceptional. Nobody has to tell you that. So that, that, that's just when you see those things, then that's when you start supporting. That's obviously when you guys really start supporting him and things just start taking off and going. Let me ask you something because we, I really want to have this question addressed about the fun. Was it fun for him the whole time while he was running, while he's playing football? His athletes really been fun for him this whole time. I think so. I, I really do. And I think that's the reason why he's still – you know, still has a passion for both for both sports. I mean, he talked to me his senior year in high school about uh, um, um, playing soccer, wow. wanted to play soccer at the high school. And the coach said, hey, you know, Devin probably could. He says, but, you know, I don't think it would be fair to the other kids that have been here four years playing in a program and then him come in and try to play. Um, I do know that, you know, one of the things that I tell him before every game is, you know, uh, play fast, have fun. Lewis, and listen, I, I, I hate to cut you off, but we only got two more minutes here, and I didn't want this show to end. But I, th there's something special that I, that I want you to spend some time and maybe share with some people because there are some people who are special to you in your life and some people who have been special to you in this trip. We got about two minutes. You want to say hello to those folks? In particular, we're talking about those folks on that GoFundMe account that was just, you know, an outpour that was something like I've never seen in my life, man. Before I could get back to you with the people I wanted to try to help you, they had already taken care of it for yeah, you. Yeah, you know what? I'll, all I can say is, is that, again, I wanted to thank everyone that contributed. I want to thank everyone that thought about contributing. I want to thank everybody that shared uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, text message or anything to help us. Um, you know, it was really difficult for me to ask as a parent because, you know, I, I, I lost my job in May. A lot of people didn't even know that I wasn't employed. And um, so the monies that I saved in preparation for the Olympics, I ended up having to spend for your mortgage and car payments and kids' car insurance and kids' orthodontics bills and, well, you know, things like that, that that I needed to pay. And, and it was I'm just really, really overwhelmed with the support and the um, love that we as a family have been given. And thank you again, well, everyone. Listen, I'm just glad that I could have you here on the show with me, that you could share your experience. I just ask you one thing. I don't know if he'll let you do it. 
But if if we got to bring him back, I want to see that gold medal. I want to have you and Devin sit there and we talk about this this special moment. I don't care what color the medal is. I don't care if he doesn't get a medal. But we we hoping he brings home the gold. So I hope you and your family have a safe trip, man. Love your brother. Have fun and take some pictures. Tell Rando and his daughter I said hello. Oh, yeah, I will. And then also brother Burroughs, the wrestler, yeah. say hello to them for me as well. I will. God bless you. God keep you. Been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, and I'll see you next time which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.